All right, welcome everybody. This is Talk to Wild Podcast. I'm your host Ken, joined by my co-host Derek. Now let's get started. So last week we touched on the Henry Ruggs situation about his uh, potential to go to jail after getting drunk last year and killing somebody. I guess he heard what we said on the pod and wanted to speak out on that. And one of the things I said was, now, are you worried about going to jail? Have you made any attempts to, you know, talk to the family? And this was his response. Man, I ain't worried about jail, man. You sound like a bitch. Bitch. Man, I ain't worried about jail. Shit, man, I, I, I don't give a damn about going to jail. Nigga, take me to jail. Take, take me to jail. Knock me out. Knock me out. Go away, kid. Go away, kid. I ain't afraid to fuck somebody in his ass. Hey, she got real in that uh interview that escalated quick yeah that escalated really quick i couldn't believe what i was hearing but i understand you know it's um you know i guess when you're hit with that kind of situation you know you can't be afraid you can't show anybody on the inside that you're afraid to be there so i guess i can see where he's coming from now the end of his statement, uh, I guess only only a group of people can agree <laughs> with that. Uh, had nothing against them. I just you know this is not doesn't doesn't really fall in my realm there. All right, but uh, moving moving on. So yesterday, Tampa Bay Bucks and the Los Angeles Rams saw each other. And Tom Brady reached 100,000 yards passing uh, both combined regular season and postseason, even though, you know, he's been playing for since everyone's been in diapers. But still, it's still a hell of a feat. The closest person to him is Drew Brees, and that's over 15,000 yards away. So, you know, Drew Brees isn't going to be coming back anytime soon or at all. So... Yeah, that record, it's safe to say that record is going to be untouched for quite some time. Yeah, I mean, it's getting ridiculous with his all-time records. Like, I mean, we get it. He's been playing forever. He's going to get them all. He's got the most all-time, you know, icy packs, the icy hot player with the most used icy hot, most used Bengay, player with the most used knee brace. You know what I'm saying? He's got all the all-times, all of them. I did wonder that, like, as soon as he announced the whole finalizing the divorce, I was like, you know, I wonder if that's going to affect his gameplay in a good way. Because now he doesn't have someone going, you know, all right, if you don't quit now, mid-season, then we're done. You know, having that hanging over your head every week, I can see how that can bother you. And it's like, come on, man, you know I already started the season, and you know where I stood on that. It's not like I'm playing the whole fucking year, the whole, you know, 12 months. You're going to see me. So I get it. And then you saw, you know, you saw a bit of the old Tom Brady in the fourth quarter where he came back and won the game. So they looked like a completely different team on that last drive. And it was, I just thought that was crazy. And and plus, it's good. It's always good to see the Rams lose. They're sitting at the bottom of the divorce. You think it's because the divorce went through? You think that helped it? I think it definitely did help. I think it took some some uh, pressure off of him. It took a uh, you know one less thing for him to worry about. 
Yeah, fuck yeah, I think that. <laughs> so you don't think that had anything to do with like maybe <laughs> maybe having that in the back of his head, like, man, this bitch is gonna fucking leave me if I don't, you know, quit today or whatever. Finally, he's just like, fuck it. If you don't like me for who I am, then you can go. Yo, no, man. I feel like that it's unfortunate because they have been together for a long time, so it's kind of sad to see. But no, I don't think that improved his his play. I think, you know, it's probably one less distraction, but still, that kind of thing definitely affects him. I think the fact that the Rams were trash had more to do with that win than anything else. You know, had they played a decent team, they probably would have lost again. No, it's not because like they were dominating. Like, if the Rams would have beat the Niners this year, I would have been like, oh, yeah, you know, they're it's the Super Bowl champs. But, yeah, yeah they but are they tracks, do so. that in the playoffs. They don't, they don't beat the <laughs> Niners. They beat them when it counts in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? You know, it looks like they're not even going to make it this year, so it's not even – no, they're it doesn't not, even really matter. I did want to bring something up last week. Uh, I totally forgot about it. And it was after the Eagles and Texans game, the uh, Eagles fans were screaming, fuck Dallas. Or Dallas sucks. <laughs> I, sorry, I was probably saying fuck Dallas. Dallas sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been some shit. Hear that over the TV. Fuck Dallas. <laughs> they're not even trying to mute that shit out. <laughs> But I remember you had a reaction to that as soon as you heard it, but we, we didn't we didn't go over that. But yeah, you guys do see the Eagles again <laughs> in December. So you have any uh I mean I think it well no, I I think that deep down inside Eagle fans know. They know that they know the Cowboys are close. So uh well you know, there's still there's still a lot of season that's that's always that's definitely the most interesting storyline as far as the division races go. So it's we'll see. But I know they said the Eagles haven't been eight and zero before, and the last time they were, I believe, seven and zero. They went to the Super Bowl. I'm sure now that the World Series is over and they can, you know, give up on the fact that the Phillies are not gonna beat the Astros. Now they can, you know, hold on to the the hope that the Eagles could win another one. Which will probably end in failure as well, but you never know. Yeah, I just I don't see them making it, but that's just me. And it's not just because I'm a Niner fan; it's just I just don't see it happening. It is. It There's is another no half of this season, and teams can fall apart at the the second half. It can happen. Better football is coming, and the real games start in these next couple months. So. Shit's about to get real, and we're gonna see if, if that's gonna happen. Of course, the the Eagles' schedule still is shit. It's it's weak aside from Dallas, but we're gonna see. So Joe Burrow had a hell of a day yesterday. Actually, the Bengals did in general. Joe Mixon scored five TDs, and here's a little bit. I and I feel kind of bad because I had totally forgotten about his receiving touchdown when I approached him. And yeah, I, I approached Joe Mixon, and I, I said, I'll just give you, give you the the soundbite of, of when I talked to Mixon. But uh, for context, I had said, I said something along the lines like, "Yeah, it's a. It, did you have like four or five touchdowns?" 
And this is what his, his response was. So, so Joe Mason definitely let me know that he scored five touchdowns yesterday, which is uh is fucking amazing. Like I and I'm I'm mad at myself for not picking him up in fantasy when I did when I had the chance. I totally forgot him, which it is what it is. The Bengals have been up and down this season, so it's kind of hard to to really put you know put your faith in anyone in that on that team. But I should have known after playing like shit one week that they would come by, come back, and then play like this, especially against the Panthers. It was good to see Joe Mixon because he's come a long way from knocking women out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's See, you said you were playing the clip. I thought you were playing the the world star clip, the knockout <laughs> clip. But I do. He bounced back, yo. He bounced back, and now, you know, he's he's having success, and he's actually scoring touchdowns. Which, from a fantasy standpoint, is good because he is on my fantasy team. So it was nice to see him score five touchdowns. Another thing with the Panthers is that they took out PJ Walker in the uh, after the first half, which was you know. Was surprised. The coach said even if Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield were healthy, that P.J. Walker would be starting. After the first half that P.J. Walker was having, I guess he said enough was enough. I'm not going to lose my job to you. So he put Baker Mayfield in, and Baker was able to push it together in the second half. And and in all reality, I mean, everybody looks good against the Panthers. Like, that's just – I feel like – Mariota looked good against the Panthers, so so it was a good game to not have Chase in there. Not everyone post divorce Tom Brady did not look good against the Panthers. <laughs> so you can't say that was everybody pre divorce Tom. I mean, pre 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 divorce Tom. Yeah, he did not look good against the Panthers. But like I said, you know, oh, his name's Philip. That's so weird. They always say PJ Walker. I didn't know his name was actually Philip. <laughs> <laughs> There's only so many P names. <laughs> I'm just saying. Some people just have that, like PJ. You know, it's like, oh, PJ. It's PJ. And I, I never knew what PJ stood for. Yeah. I have a cousin named PJ. I still don't know what that shit stands for. And I've known him since. Philip. This is like 30 plus years, and I still don't know what PJ stands for. My own fucking cousin. Yeah. Crazy. But yeah, I didn't know that. But um, yeah, I'm just going to keep calling PJ Walker. But yeah, he had a terrible first half, and damn, nine yards? Oh, shit. No wonder why he got pulled. Put Baker in there, decided. Baker's like, look, I need to get my job back so I can get back in these commercials, make a little money, you know what I'm saying? Get back on the Hulu commercials, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah, scored two touchdowns. And, yeah, got back in the good graces probably with a little bit. Tried to make it respectable, but it was still 42 to 21. Not much you can do with that. But still, they still – at least they didn't shut him out. Yeah. I, I mean, I would was... say give it time. Like, I mean, Baker's not good. 
so yeah, he came in there and, you know, did his thing for, you know, in, in place of PJ, but he's not good. He'll end up losing his job again. Um, PJ just struggled. It's, I mean, it's to be expected. The man's only started, what, two games? So, I mean, it was like, there was only a matter of time until he struggled in a, in a game. And I guess that was the one. It finally, his, his number finally came up. So yesterday there was a interesting game. It was Bills versus Jets. It went. I mean, it kind of went exactly, not exactly, but kind of how I was, I was expecting for it to go. Sauce Gardner got a pick off of off of Josh Allen. I was definitely expecting that. No, Sauce is having a pretty good rookie year. Like he's definitely transitioned into, into the NFL with no problem. So I don't know what it is with the Jets and being able to find these lockdown corners the way they do, but, you know, kind of like Darrell Rebus Philbin. It's all, man. Well, I will say in the case of Sauce, it's more so, I mean, they had a high draft pick, you know, when you're, when you're up there in, the, in, in draft picks in the first, t- in the top 10, the you know, probability of you landing a lockdown corner is a lot higher. So, because I mean, even even Sertain that got drafted last year, um, in the in the last draft to the Broncos, he's putting on a great season, and he's his name's been coming up in Defensive Player of the Year. So, I mean, he's not Sauce, but then again, he's he's a lockdown corner as well. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, in that division, the AFC East. The Bills are the only team that lost, and that was to the Jets. Dolphins, Jets, Dolphins, and Bills are all pretty much tied. If it wasn't for the bye week, then no telling where they would be at. But so far, the Bills are up by a half game in that division, and the Pats are just one game behind them. So, Yeah, yeah, and the Bills do have an injury. Josh Allen did injure his UCL, which – doesn't get as much attention as the MCL or the ACL, but he did injure the UCL in his throwing arm. So that is something to monitor going forward because the Bills are kind of like the Ravens. Like, they lose their quarterback. That's it. They don't have anything else. Yeah, and you see a lot of teams, a lot of defenders are really getting tired of this this mobile quarterback shit, and they're starting to treat mobile quarterbacks the way they should be treated as like a runner. Bitches. Oh, as a runner, you're right. As a, so, so you really saw the Jets laying down hits on him, like, nah, motherfucker, you're not going to beat us with your legs. If you're going to beat us, you're going to beat us with your arm. And which uh, he can also do, but they, can also, they had an off day. The Jets are, are are a good defensive team. You know, they have a really good defensive-minded coach in Salah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit harder, especially on a division game. I'm not surprised that they won that game. And Chiefs yeah. game last night, no surprise. I'm surprised it went to OT. Other than that, I was kind of like, all right, well, it's an OT. The Titans didn't do shit the second half. As soon as I saw that Pat Mahomes was, you know, working his way down the field, I was like, all right, it's about it's about over. Yeah, and it was. They got it, did, it didn't finish. They did get a, a final drive in OT, but Tannehill wasn't in the game. It was it was a little hard. You could tell that the rookie quarterback in there, Mills, I think his name is. 
Willis. Malik Willis. He crumbled under that pressure, which they put it on him pretty bad. I mean, I think, uh, I think, I think he does bring certain things to the table that Tannehill can't. Obviously, he can run, but I mean, he did, he did struggle throwing the ball a bit. But then again, they struggled protecting, so it's necessarily a fair start for him. He definitely didn't take off and try to run in that last drive. He really didn't have any option. Yeah. But it's, it is what it is. But we could get into it. Kirk Cousins dropping an album soon. I don't know how many people are aware of that, but he's working on his EP. Yeah, Kirk Cousins they're, and the Vikings, they're 7-1 and one right now. Looking prime for that number two seed. Maybe for the number one, if the Eagles can fall off that undefeated streak and the Vikings can keep it going. It looks like the more away games the Vikings have, the better they do, and the more gangster fucking Kirk Cousins gets. I know people saw his post where he's on the plane, all iced out, shirt off and everything, talking shit. Talking shit on the Slapping TV. motherfuckers. <laughs> Slapping bitches. <laughs> Kirk Douglas was not fucking around. And uh, they showed a clip today during the Ravens-Saints game. <laughs> Anyways, I think tonight, tonight's game, uh, the, the, the Ravens, it just goes to show that you got to pay Lamar. Like, uh, there's... I mean, there's so many plays where, you know, you're watching it and even Peyton Manning is just describing what Lamar is doing. Like, this isn't normal. Normal quarterbacks cannot do this. And so I think it's obvious that he needs to be paid. And it's not necessarily a cap problem because they've offered him 250 if I'm not mistaken. It's more so the guaranteed money, which is, you know, if the, if the owner's cheap, then he's cheap. Because guaranteed money, that doesn't have any effect on the cap. The cap, you know, is what you offer the player. Guaranteed money is just what you have to pay if that player's leg breaks in the seven places. So, yeah, I, I do think he shows every week how how important he is to the Ravens. And it's just it just doesn't make sense that he hasn't been paid yet. Yeah, and, I mean, he did a lot of work on the ground. But his passing touchdown, I don't know if you noticed, but he threw a pass to a guy that was likely to catch the ball in the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, likely looks like a receiver. Like he he does he does look like a receiver. And it and it makes you wonder though, you know, if Andrews let's say Andrews misses a couple more games, which I don't think he's set to miss any more games, but Realistically, he misses a couple more games and likely continues to be productive. You know, do you move on from Andrews because he is one of the highest paid tight ends, or do you try to work them both out like uh, the Patriots did with Gronk and Hernandez before Hernandez started killing motherfuckers? Like it was working on the field until the homicides, but before that, it was working. So maybe the Ravens are going in that direction, minus the homicide. Minus the suicide. <laughs> See, <laughs> Yo, stop playing. It's not, it's not <laughs> funny. I don't know why you're laughing. 
Yeah, yeah I, he is likely to supersede. <laughs> and yeah, he's definitely making he he's pretty much showing the definition of next man up. That's something that a lot of players fear going into injury. And you saw that with Dak earlier this year. Even though his job wasn't necessarily threatened, just the fact that teams are winning, he's at the, you know, right at the helm, it, it puts that thought in his mind like, oh, man, you know what, maybe they don't need me out there. You know, they got this guy to replace me. There's a good chance that they might just replace me, especially if he's cheaper, he's younger, he's proving himself. Whenever I'm not out there, yeah, it's a good I don't chance. know if he's younger, but he is cheaper, though. In, in Cooper Rush's case. Oh, no, no, but I'm just talking about oh, Okay, I was likely. about to say, in the Andrews case, yeah, likely is younger. And so it, you yeah, know. As far and, as, like, the Dak thing I was talking about, just as far as the team winning games without yeah. you in the game. Yeah. Uh, even though the, his job was ne- never threatened, really threatened. I, I know in the back of his mind, he was thinking, like, damn, they're actually relying on shit like winning games without me, you yeah. know, they're, they're finding new way, different ways to win pretty much ways that they were winning when he was a rookie. As far as dad goes, you know, running the ball more, you know, not putting it in his hands alone. I get it. Sometimes you got to put it in the QB's hands, especially when you can't rely on the run or whatever, when you have to actually sling the ball around, you know, get yards real fast. That's just the way it is, and likely is. You know, he's a big dude, 6'4", and looks like he is likely to succeed in this league. Yeah, he's fast, can catch. Not sure if he's a dominating blocker, but it doesn't matter. It don't matter. You got a a dynamic QB like Lamar who can get in and out of tackles like a fucking Adrian Peterson that can run. I mean, that can throw. Yeah. So... Yeah, you yeah, don't really have uh, to block for him. You just kind of got to get in the way, and it yeah, works and, out. You know, that, that's the, the main difference between him and other mobile quarterbacks. Yeah, like Josh Allen is is big and strong or whatever, but, I mean, he just proved those hits add up. And, yeah, all it takes is that one hit to fuck you up. And next thing you know, he's in a fucked-up situation where he's got yeah. his UCL on his throwing arm. Like, damn, dude, that couldn't have – Happen at a worse time in a division game at this point in the season. Fuck, Mike. Hell yeah, man. Fuck the Bills. The Colts and Patriots played yesterday. And after that loss, uh, the Colts lost, they fired their head coach and hired Jeff Saturday as their new head coach. Which, by the way, it's, it's a little weird seeing, like, the thin Jeff Saturday still. It's still not... Not registering for me. Yeah, any thoughts about him returning to the coach uh, to the Colts as a as a coach now, not as a player? And that's how all the O linemen are. You know, they retire and their cholesterol goes down right away. Like the first thing is their cholesterol, and so and then it definitely looks better. I I was kind of surprised they brought him in, and the owner seems really excited. And he even brought up something that. I believe I brought up um, a few pods ago where I said, you know, a lot of coaches nowadays, they go off the analytics and, you know, you can't always rely on that. 
you know, analytics in a certain game may not may not cause you to win the game. It, it might put you in a deeper hole. Yeah. And, you know, that's something that the owner brought up. And he, he said something along the lines of, you know, I want someone that's not going to just base his coaching off of analytics. Someone that can actually feel the game out and make the decisions off of that. If you're judging just solely on numbers, then, you know, you're setting yourself up to fail. Yeah, not but, fairly. I mean, honestly uh... – I think at least for the for the Colts, it's a win win. Like you know, if Saturday comes in there and he struggles, you get a high draft pick. Like who gives a shit? It's not like they I haven't mean, tanked before. They tanked to get Andrew Luck. So if he if he does bad, we get a good pick. If he does good, then you could say, hey, we found a diamond in the rough with Jeff Saturday. True, 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 true. So yeah, I, I, I understand the move. Why not? He was definitely excited to to get that job, which I do not blame him. I mean, I would be excited. There's not really much to look forward to when you look at the offensive pieces on that team. But hey, hey, hey. But still, coaching job. You have a, you know, you're not just going to get paid like some, you know, measly thirty k or whatever. You're going to get paid pretty good, even though you're kind of getting gifted a shit team, kind of like the whole situation with uh, Carolina right now. So you're getting gifted this shit-ass team. The one thing you have to look forward to is, all right, we got a pretty decent draft coming up, and it looks like we got some good picks. We didn't make any moves really in, other than, what, giving away Hines? Yeah, you didn't really make any moves. All right, what do you have to look forward to now? The draft. You're not doing shit as far as the the standings go. So, yeah, why not? Why not look to build on the future? No better way to start from zero, I guess. You know, of course, a lot of coaches would like to start from a Super Bowl-winning franchise, and, you know, that coach decides to retire, and the next one take over. They have a bomb-ass team. But that's not always realistic. You know, sometimes you just get dealt a hand, a certain hand, and, you know, he knows – and you've seen these arguments between him and, and Peyton back when they played together. Sometimes you got to run the fucking ball. So I'm sure that he's going to focus on, you know, getting the run game up and focus on the offensive line so they can, I guess, you know, protect the quarterback. And there are quarterbacks in this draft. And with the picks that they have coming up, shit. Shit. Yeah, that's true. Shit. Don't That's be surprised true. if one of these quarterbacks they're coming out of the out of college this year go to the Colts and of course Carolina. Don't yeah. be surprised because you know damn well like like at Carolina Sam Darnold he had what a couple years with the Jets didn't really do anything. The Browns even given the situation with fucking um with Deshaun they picked Deshaun over. Someone that's that can actually have potentially be there the whole year, knowing that Deshaun wasn't going to come in till what like week thirteen, after the bye weeks and all that shit. Yeah, they said fuck Baker because he runs his mouth too much, whatever. Spends more times in commercials and doesn't doesn't win games. He's at Carolina too. Fuck him. And then even at that point, they're both both Sam Darnold and Baker, both garbage. You decide to go with your third string quarterback and only pull him when he's having a terrible terrible game against right. a, 
a potentially good team in the Bengals. So I'm not surprised. <clears throat> Another game I wanted to go over was, uh, well, I'm going to kind of go over two games at the same time. You have the Raiders losing to the Jags, and you have the Packers losing to the Lions. We did go over this, how the uh, separation of um, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, how there's no way you separate those two and that both of them are doing shitty on their separate teams. There's no, there's no way. One of them has to succeed. No, that doesn't have to happen because both right. teams are fucking scared. Yeah, they are competing for who's worse. And it's almost like uh, you know, there, there's teams that are pushing for for uh, for a ring this year, and it's almost like the other half are pushing for a good draft. It almost seems that way because I mean, I know Aaron. Right, I Especially don't think Aaron's after, pushing for a good draft. <laughs> no, I know, I know he's probably thinking of it right right about now because he's he lost some players to injury. Uh, like Romeo Dobbs came, uh, came out the game. Aaron Jones is out. Christian Watson, you can't really. I'm waiting for that CTE case to to happen. <laughs> for Alice, Watson, huh? Uh, for Watkins, Christian Watson. Oh well, Sammy Watkins is the one that has the uh the neck stuff. Christian Watson is their rookie that they just drafted. Boy, well, yeah, he should Christian, have CTE. It's his first Christian, year. Christian Watson got knocked out against the Bills. Right, but this is first year, man. He's got plenty of brain cells. Sammy Watkins been in the league for a good six, so <laughs> that's a little different. Yeah, because even Tua's been in the league a couple years. I think, you know, he he's good. He could walk that shit off as a rookie. CTE Speaking don't affect Tua. rookies. Speaking of, like, hell, it doesn't. <laughs> you remember Pat White and fucking... <laughs> I know you remember Pat White. Pat White had a, a very brief, a very, a very brief NFL career. Yeah, and it started with that first initial knockout. It, that's all it takes, you know. All yeah, it takes that is true. After that, it's it's if you continue to play and not give your 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 brain some time to heal or some time to, you know, whatever fluids got to get around between the brain and the skull, time to heal or time Yo, to go in. No, <laughs> Yo, that's shit. I don't, think, I don't think you could just let that shit. It's not a hip. It's not like the Jamar Chase where you just. All right, I'm gonna give you an example. Shit heal with some sleep. I'm give you an example for any <laughs> UFC fans out there. By the way, UFC coming up. Holy shit! A big event, um, coming up this weekend. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not aware of any UFC event. Adesanya fights this weekend against Alex Pierre. But that is the only person to knock Israel Adesanya out and then beat him the the first time they fought. They're fighting. Dustin Poirier is fighting Michael Chandler. And you got a good fight in the women's division too. Strawweight title, Carla Esparza and uh, Zhang Weili. So it's going to be a, a heavy, heavy main card. What are you talking about? CTE and, and, and MMA? 
Yo, the Just WNBA rings good. look like fucking class rings. <laughs> the old middleweight champ, Luke Rockhold. All right. He was getting knocked out pretty re- pretty regularly in the UFC. He takes like two years off. Ends up coming back for his I guess I guess it was his, his retirement fight. Came back, fought Paulo Costa, which is a fucking heavy hitter in the middleweight division. And did not get knocked out like I thought he would. But that just goes to show you that sometimes you just need that time to heal and not spend so much time getting your ass, you know, knocked out or getting your head beaten. Sometimes you need that time to heal for for you to come back a little bit better. Of course, everyone's different, but there was a point in time where he was getting knocked out pretty regularly. And then... I'm pretty sure everyone saw that when he was going to come back that the outcome of that fight was going to be a knockout. But no, he made it through all three rounds just fine. Did not get knocked out. And he was getting his face punched in pretty good. But he still, yeah, he still lost. But yeah, he didn't get knocked out. That's the whole point that that I was getting at. So he slept that shit off. Pretty much. Kind of like... um, Jamar Chase is expecting to do with his hip. Hey, apparently you can do that with the hip. He might come back next week. Shit, he's coming back right now. <laughs> Motherfucker, try to play right now. <laughs> I mean, they don't need him. You got Mixon scoring five oh. touchdowns. Yeah, wait till next week. Right. Cause, and cause, and you know, they better not face the Ravens anytime soon because they're going to need Chase for the Ravens. That defense looks legitimate. Yeah, and of course, you know, the Bears decide, hey, let's let's give them another player to help boost your defense. Even though we're trying to make a push. How does That's that make true. any fucking sense? Let's take away from our defense, add to the offense, and then try to make a claim that we're making a push. Amen. It makes no sense whatsoever. Because it, let's say you do make it all the way somehow, which, I mean, they did look better against Miami this week. Not going to lie. They did look better. Is it that they look really good or Miami just kind of no, Justin Fields them? is that good. So I think that's what it is. Justin Fields is that good. Yeah, so he is coming into his own this year. You can see that. I, I just don't I, – I still don't get the fact that you, you take away someone – yeah, almost like like the Broncos. You you let you let Chubb leave, or you trade him away, and then claim that you're still trying to make a push because you know, and then that's why you didn't you didn't trade away your receivers. Granted, you wanted first round picks for those guys, but or whatever ridiculous picks that they're not worth. But you get rid of your best defensive guy because I'm talking about the Broncos now. Because you claim that you have two guys that that can fill that spot, which are both two guys that were out with injuries. You yeah. know, it's kind of, you know, it, it just doesn't make sense. You know, it's kind of very contradictive. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Do one thing and then you claim the other thing. I think you, I think they made the claims that, hey, yeah, we're still trying to make a push. Just to kind of keep the fans, keep them guessing. You know they they want to they want the fans to not to not lose hope on the season, 
at the mm-hmm. same time, it's kind of like, you know, hey, if you would have, if we would have said, hey, you know, we're looking at these draft picks or whatever, you know, then I can see. But with the half the season still to go and the way everything was looking in the NFC, those those final slots for the for the playoffs are still up there. You know, you got the teams that are pulling away. They're taking up the you know the front the front lines, but then yeah, there's they're still weak ass divisions. I mean, look, Tampa Bay is on top of their division, and they they've won what four games. Yeah, I, I can see how they can make that argument, but at the same time, what are you expecting when you come up against these teams that are actually fucking juggernauts in this league? Yeah. What are, what are you expecting to happen? And you know, I, I am curious to see how the Vikings do later on in the year. And of course, you know, Kirk Cousins, he does say the um the robotic thing, you know, we still got you know, we still have better football to play or whatever. That is the most cliche shit you can say mid season when your team's doing as good as they're doing. Yeah. Which I get it. I get it, but still it's kinda like they really gotta come up with some different shit. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to Talk the Walk podcast. You can catch us anywhere you get your podcast. And also catch us on Instagram. And if you want, send us uh, an email with any questions, comments, or review. Talk the Walk podcast at gmail.com.